Good morning, folks, and welcome on this beautiful day to Speaking of Sports. This is Coach Al Harris along with Chad the Whiz Kid Grimley and Chuck the Boss Grimley. Uh, people have said, can you go back to Godfather, which I don't particularly like, but nobody likes the Well, boss. then I have to do the nobody New York accent. Hey, and over here yeah. to my left, I got yeah, the just, Godfather here. Just, just say we don't know what the heck we're going to call <laughs> the big guy, you know? We might change which every week. Alec Baldwin said that movie, hate me, guy. Does that mean fat? <laughs> pretty, pretty much, you know? Well, I want to start off today with something that's dear and to my heart. I happen to be an, an old guy who was born in England and went through. So the Queen and I had two things in common. We were both born in England, and we were both there in the Second World War while Hitler was doing the blitz and bombing and so forth before I got on a boat and came over. So God bless the Queen Mother being there Absolutely. 70 years, and every time I see her, she reminds me of my dear mother with her nice white head of hair and uh, she was a grand lady for 70 years, and she loved horses every year with the carry, going to Epsom Derby and everything. And she was known to bet a few quid on the horses <laughs> also. So God bless her. And uh, it's really funny to sing King Charles. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's very appropriate that we acknowledge uh, her passing. And uh, I promise not to make that a stump to sage down the road because you seem to have a lot of knowledge about it. Yeah. Now, but seriously, rest in peace. She was everybody's mom in in a, in a sense. The, she the was quorum, a, gr- a grand lady. He, he never saw a bad moment. Sure, she had some, but just decorum. And I I love the whole you know uh, royalty and the whole thing. I just watch it on TV and it's mesmerizing. And I think it's hard to get used to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, talk about role model. You know, wow. Right. What do you got on that, Wiz? Well, it's a, I mean, it's a sad day. You look at someone who's been there as long as as, as she has. Um, I, I, I'll I'll bring it. I'll tie it into baseball. I heard a a, only, a fun fact ways. that um, I'm going to maybe misquote a bit, but when when um, Queen Elizabeth took office, I believe the home run record at that time was Babe Ruth with like 320-ish or around that number, and the second place there was a guy with like 170 or something like that. And now you look at home run records where all the guys are in the 700s, multiple, huh. you know, in the 600s. And you think how much baseball has changed over the past, you know, 70 years and just how long, well, how much she actually witnessed over that time. It really is just a totally different world. Leave it to than, uh, come up with you know, the analytic for 70, 75 years ago, whatever that exact time is. She was probably but, pre-steroid era, I would imagine. And we'll I never would, know to so. be able to ask her, did you know who Babe Ruth was and yeah. did you follow any American well, Speaking sport? of the home run records and the steroids, should, should the records be recognized regardless? Because we know a lot of Hall of Fame players are flawed in many, many countless ways. Do we just put a, a, a blanket over those indiscretions and say if you achieved it you're in uh notwithstanding or do we get into this sometimes uh, subjective assessment of who did what and how much of it and were the other players doing greenies and they had some advantage too but since everybody was doing greenies in a bucket we're not going to even talk about that because rose said he just grabbed them by the handful and that reading supplier sorry, pete said that in his book yeah I mean, or does everybody just get to the Hall of Fame? And let's stop with it. What well, is it? Well, you know what the cop out is. Mostly through these years, we put an asterisk next to it. Yeah. But and I'm the old fashioned. I think you know, Maris. 
to me with the 61 home runs. That's an organic record. I mean, there is a show on ESPN this week that says if if you're – and they did it like ESPN does it in MLB, you know, really just marvelously portrayal. But they showed Sosa and, of course, McGuire and Bonds with or without and the other players – and it's Maris that you're chasing, you know, natural, organic at 61, which he's going to beat, looks like Wiz. I mean, Judge is kid. right now projecting up to 64, maybe even 65, because he was previously the past couple of weeks, he's been stay, stay, staying pretty consistent about 63. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, you know, he, he got a little hot <laughs> it was, or well, hotter the past couple, best week or so since we last gave the update. Now he's projecting 64, 65. So, I mean, yeah, it's it, he. their AL record is 61, so he's – Looks like he really should beat it now, almost pretty comfortably. With you have a you know a four projection lead right now, with you know just under a month to go. Well, don't hold me to it, or maybe you can. I think the Yankees last night started six position players with the batting average below two twenty, two ten, and I realized the batting average whole thing. I get that. We all get that. However, when you look at Judge last night in that lineup. If that doesn't stick out like a sore thumb, do not pitch to. Why are teams coach pitching to them? What is it? I can't get over it either. It doesn't make sense. You know, with first base open in situations, you have to walk in. I mean, what is th- Is it the pitcher's egos? Is it no coach? I can get him out. Is that what the managers are going uh, to well, Maybe the last time I faced him, I got him on a good hook going away. But you have to – the situation calls for a walk. You're walking. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the Yankees – when the outcomes of the games have been predicated on three run home runs by Judge, and teams are pitching to him beyond the sixth inning, and I don't care if you have to move. This is what you see a lot. Just to be kind of clear, a little clarity here, you see often first and second with two outs and like a one run game type thing, and they refuse to walk him there. To me, uh, and I don't have their credentials, that is a no brainer walk. Unless you've got a guy in back of him, we call that protection. That's bat averages is three forty. You know, I'm walking him every time he's up in that situation. But they don't want to seem to play wiffle ball where a single forces the runners the only we can score is by another single. They don't want to advance the runners via a walk, intentional walk. And, and that's where baseball is going backwards in terms of how these coaches or whoever are analyzing, making these decisions. Because Glabar Torres, the guy hitting behind Judge right now, in August he's hitting, or he hit, 180. <laughs> and in September he's hitting 136. Duh. So post-All-Star <laughs> post he's hitting 182, and he's the guy hitting behind Judge, yet we're going to pitch to Judge rather than hit to the guy behind him and, who can't hit his weight right now. Yeah, and even Stanton... You know, with his big strike zone and a, and a lot of instances this year, so what? I'll go to Stanton, but I'm not going to pitch the judge for two reasons. Not just because of his prolific home run ability. We get that. I don't like his batting average, too. And I don't like his stats with men on base and two outs. You just go around the guy. But they continue. They just don't do it. And it's like we're missing something so if you have another idea, and thank you for the uh, viewers listening. And, uh, and by the way, if you're out there in, in, in the uh, podcast, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube land, and you understand the difference between Facebook and Twitter 
in podcast subscriptions because we're up to about 5,000 Facebooks and 1,000 Twitter. I think that's really impressive. Everywhere we go, people are saying, we're not sure. You know, you need to have the podcast subscription. Or, no, that's great. So we're kind of betwixt and between on that. If you have any input, get a hold of us here, you know. Let me tell you, folks, and Chuck's just not throwing that stuff out. When we coached together about four years ago with real good girls fast pitch, and we had a girl was probably hitting 750 against this and, and with first and second. Every time. He put her on and every loaded the bases, and it worked every single time. So he's practicing what he preaches. Yeah, we had, so. we had parents. True story. If, you're, if you got dads listening, softball players, you'll like this part. We had parents that didn't know it's because it was first year. The, the, we had a squad that stayed together for a lot of years. But we'd pick up an occasional player, you know, up the ladder, right? We had new parents come to us and say, what are you doing putting the winning run on first base? You just don't do that. That's unheard of. Da, da, da. And I'd say to the parent, well, number one, do you have the stats on, on the, the batter and back of the girl that we intentionally walked? I don't think you do. We get her out all the time, but this new kid – that 500 gets us, and we haven't got her out, you know. And we, but we did it. I mean, I did it since nine years old. All stars, and the shift, the over shifts where we would put three outfielders to the left of center field, and we knew our pitcher could jam. Kristen was good about location, if not speed. So we played to her pitching speed, but she was a lefty thrown on the outside black. So our shifts were always over, and even the bet Navy. What did Navy do? They they rolled over balls to second base but we were doing all that stuff at nine years old ten years old yeah. i mean because you know sam our softball coach and big trotman tommy trotman i was lucky I, in little league baseball i had frank trotman and not the blows who are deceased god rest and all that but frank and uh, and tommy uh, frank was called beak and tommy trotman were two of the best baseball coaches to ever ever live they're both deceased and um, and then it, it, I had a guy, Joe Galera, Joe, uh, at Camden Catholic. Joe Galeria. And Joe, Joe, well, we called him, but anyway, we called him the, and he's the coach that put fun in the game. He's the guy that junior and senior year, we just had a blast play. We won. We went to the parochial championship. But Joe Galera, man, you made the game practice, made fun, and coached grimly over there, and we just, we had a blast. Anyway, we got Bo on. How are we doing, Jimmy, with time? Maybe a We're few good. more minutes. Five more minutes. We'll talk a little Phillies baseball. Uh, yeah, well, I just I'll, wanted I'll, to add something when you did with Judge and Stanton. Judge yeah. has a b- much better knowledge of the strike zone. You see Stanton really going for pitches a foot outside. He's just a and great another hitter. thing, here's one for you, Chad. I like the look on your face if you haven't heard this. Yesterday, the Yankees in their lineup had five players, and the numbers on their back started with a nine. Yeah. Five players in their 90s. I don't think that's ever been done well, before. Well, well, they're as big as an offensive line, so yeah. they're also where. <laughs> 90s. Yeah. 90s usually meant it was spring trading and we're yeah, right. bye-bye. Okay. Speaking of the 90s, funny. speaking of football, about the uh, Buffalo looks pretty good this year, don't they? Yeah, they got a well, well-rounded club. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Josh Allen is unbelievable. He looks like he got even better in the offseason, which is hard to believe. By the way, Wiz, who did you take in your pool last night? It, I, I took the uh, the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> did you see? Bad, bad decision. Did you see who I had? I did. I did. Who did I have? Well, obviously the Bills. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Perry says he should win. Well, I've got ten of them, but uh, they do look good, don't they? The Bills, man, they they yeah, look. Josh so Allen's good. insane, right? Yeah, and, and the Rams had insane. the hangover, the Super Bowl hangover, no doubt about. It. And the coach says, "I well, didn't shame. I didn't on have them ready to play." Shame on them. What? Shame on them. Yeah, that's disgraceful. And before and we, Matthew Stafford is so overrated. 
Uh, it gets me so angry watching watching that guy. He How had a great is, year last year, but oh my god, is he overrated? Yeah, I know. How good is? I see the look on on Coach Al's. You want to respond to that, Coach? Well, I think the proof is in the pudding. You put him with a little better club, and he had a little surgery that just came out that he had on his arm, and they say he's throwing it better and stronger than ever. So, yeah. Look, his his numbers are really good. Though. I mean, he's a better. I'm a little. I'm just a little exaggerating a bit. Yeah, but we he's get, a solid quarterback. I just think he's. Uh, every time I watch him, he doesn't have a good game. So, <laughs> it's frustrating for me. Journalistic bandwidth. We give everybody. A bandwidth of exaggeration and we keep it on you know pretty much factual but every once in a while how we feel how about this kid for the rams because you know i don't know what last name is, but cup of coffee this koopa koppa what, what, what's cooper this? cup k-u-p-p this kid, yeah this he, kid amazing yeah, he's insane is it because he's got more speed than the guys cover him or no. he just runs the lance all his, his pipe routes it's his it's his uh i would say probably his his route running you know, he's very smart he knows when to cut back how to get open and then just, you know, from a physical standpoint, because he's not the biggest guy out there, but his ability just to catch the ball, it's just his hands are amazing. To your point about route running, I only saw about three three plays were channel surfing last night. Does he, I think when I turned, I heard the, the announcer say that he likes to run into the defensive back to make body count, contact in the chest area, manipulate the strategy, knowing where he's going to pivot off of that versus I'll let you have the uh, yard between us because you're really good at sticking with my moves. You've studied me, but when I go right at you and we have a little contact, you don't know how I'm spinning off that. Isn't that offensive pass interference? Well, it depends if you're pushing, but if you just get right up in his face, yeah. that's the point. So we're trying to tee uh, Bo up. I think we're close, Jimmy. Good morning, Bob. You got Coach Al, myself, and uh, Chad is with us. How you doing? Doing okay, thank you. Are you enjoying this nice run by the Phillies? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we're in good position right now. No question about that. We just got to get uh, we got to get Wheeler back out there for sure. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Got to get Harper hot again, right? Because, boy, he was sizzling, right? Yeah, he's not swinging. No, you know, he's in one of those funks right now. But, you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, being on the IL for a long time. So it's gonna, he only went for a couple sure. rehabs. Well, yeah, it's gonna take a little. Well, coach, coach Al's ready. Got a question for you, good coach? Yeah, well, it's a little unusual. One falter is mentioned as a stopper. You know, when they're getting five or six innings out of him, he's done a pretty good job. But they need Eflin back Bay. There's no doubt about it. But uh, Larry, let me just run this by you. What's your opinion about Marsh in center field? He came as advertised as, and he's pretty quick in this and that. But is he just destined to be? a righty-lefty with Veerling once Castellanos comes back? Or and do you see the Phillies possibly looking for a, a way above average in center fielder next year? No, I think he'll be a center fielder. He's way above average center fielder, way above average. Not uh, defensively, though. Yeah. Defensively, he is way above average, yes. yes. N- n- not yeah. according yeah. to the statistics, though, well, when you, you look know at what? it. We, we, we have some scouts that have watched him. He's unbelievable out there. He gets great jumps, and uh, that's the reason we traded for him. We're looking for a, a center fielder of the future, and uh, that's why we gave up who we gave up. Yeah. So, but you know, I'm sure that going down the stretch here, that that Tom's a probably platoon out there. But this guy is only 24 years old. He's got big upside, and uh, before it's all said and done, he will be a, a, 
above average center fielder, and hopefully uh, Kevin Law can get him can get him going uh, offensively. You know, sometimes, Bo, uh, the paradox is that the numbers that we look at, we look at the game as much as the numbers, of course. Uh, we love baseball, so it's not just the numbers. But when you do look at the numbers, he doesn't grade well. Defensive run saved in center field. He, he does in other outfield positions, but not so much in center field. Is that correct, Jeff? Yeah, he's a stud left fielder. Center field, though, all of his defensive metrics are well well below average. Um, that's just statistically. There's that's just the facts of the of the numbers. Yeah. Um, and left field, he's great though. But he's a great left fielder. Well, let, let me ask you this. And I'm excited. I'm, heck, I'm 68 years old. I love the Phillies. You know, season ticket holder a whole bit. So I'm excited. So I like studying the minor leagues, and these young guys that come out of high school. And I was fascinated a couple years ago by Harris and, and Grissom. Kept an eye on them. Saw them tearing up. The, you know, the entry right. level, the next level, and then, of course, the Braves move them up. When you look at what these guys are currently doing at 21 years old, I won't name and mention all the stats because I know it gets boring to the listeners, but, the, I mean, their slash line is ridiculous right now. I know there's 341 at-bats for Harris and only 100 for Grissom. And you add Strider to that, and you look at the Braves' low payroll, and then you look at everybody is signed for five years except Swanson. And that's why right. they let Freeman go. We predicted on this show that they would let Freeman walk. Right. Their, right. their team slash line for a World Series team in 21, their team slash line right now is way better. 254 versus 240, you know, 765 versus 750 OPS. So this current version of the Braves playing 700 baseball for an extended period of time with all these guys signed and a budget of 181 million ninth in baseball when you look at that is i mean how daunting does that look to the phillies to try to compete and catch up and dig into that i mean uh, well it's, it's not just the phillies i mean it's, it's uh, everybody in, in, yeah. in the national league east uh they're doing whatever they're doing there they're doing it right uh there's no question about that uh they do have one flaw in that lineup and uh, even though People don't want to talk about it, but it, it is a flaw. They strike out a lot. Yeah, you know they do everything else good. They they have a very good team. They have good coaches. They have a good manager. Uh, pitching staff's very good, but there is a flaw, and uh, you know they're ahead of, of. If you project, they are definitely ahead of everybody. Yeah, you I know mean, we have a couple pitchers that are real close to coming up here, and uh, you, you they're they're top of the rotation pitchers, and you put them with Nola and Wheeler. That's pretty good four pitchers. I'll go back. Uh, I'll go back to the Braves, but I want to keep your own the current topic you're talking about. How many times have you seen Painter, bro? How many times have I seen who? Yeah, uh, Andrew Painter. Painter. Painter yeah. Paint. I've seen him a few times, four or five times. Unbelievable. Really good. Really good. What What does his fastball top at Bo? Is he ninety? Oh, he's he can throw ninety six, ninety seven. He's got great poise. He throws strikes. He's not afraid. Uh <laughs> this is just me talking. If something should happen here, again, this is just me speculating okay. and knowing Dave Dave Dombowski. I don't think he would be afraid to bring a kid like that up to get two or three starts. But that's just me speculating. I have not said a word to Dave. Dave hasn't said a word to me. I'm yeah. just looking at our rotation right now. And if Wheeler, I don't know how serious or 
maybe it's not serious at all. They're just giving him a blow here. You know, he's been a workhorse for us, and, uh, you know, sometimes missing a start or two. Uh, it rejuvenates the arm, and uh, he'll be ready to go down the stretch here because I really believe we're going to be in the playoffs. I just don't like the way Milwaukee's playing right now. I know they won a doubleheader yesterday. Right. But I think uh, the three teams are going to be whoever wins the East. Yep. Then then the other team will be a wild card. San Diego will probably be a wild card, and the Phillies will be a wild well, card. Well, Bo, you're hired anytime you want to come on the show full-time because last week's show, we spent time on Andrew Penner saying that we think the Phillies should bring him up just to get the you know sixth inning, seventh inning, because if he can do anything close – remotely close to the numbers he's producing in the minors, he would really help as a bridge to get to the back end, right? Well, there's no question. I mean, but, you know, you're asking a lot for a young yeah. kid that's just, he's just, I mean, breezed through the organization, A-double-A, yep. triple-A. He hasn't been triple-A yet. But, uh, uh, I mean, he's, this kid's got everything. There's a reason he was a, a first-rounder. And the kid Abel's got a very good arm. He's another guy that, that in the next probably, I don't know, maybe by the All-Star break next year if he continues to progress. Uh, these guys get the ball and they go out there and they throw strikes, and I think that's important. One of the but things you, that- if you know Dave, If you know Dave Dombrowski, he's not afraid to, to bring up somebody. And again, this is a conversation that yeah. we have not had. I'm just right. speculating here that if Wheeler is something more serious, which I don't think it is, but if it could be, it wouldn't shock me to see this kid if, if to, to throw a starter to. Well, I could talk to you all day long, but I'm hogging the time, so i got to turn it over. So my last question is okay. this. The organization, uh, how do I phrase this and not get in trouble? Okay, it, it would appear to me that the organization right now in skill development, and I don't want to give you a layup of layups, but this may appear to be one, but as candid as you can be, is the organization right now top-down, which includes the minors to the first level of the minors, better, more apt at skill development, it appears that way when I look at the minor league progress and chart that on my charts, it looks like guys coming in now are doing progressively better, quicker, if that makes any sense, whereas before, a lot of the the, the, the big-name players came in high, number one, whatever, but didn't seem to develop with any organization. Is that a fair question? Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, we had a kid in uh, playing at uh, at, at uh, Jersey Shore, Rojas, who might have been hitting I don't know, a little bit above two hundred, maybe two twenty, and we moved him to 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 Double A, and he's playing very well. He's playing better at Double A than he did in A ball. How about that? I, I think the one thing in our organization now, if you see the skill set and you see maybe I don't want to use the word boring. Uh, because some guys are playing in a classification where they know they can play there. So, and maybe mentally they're not doing what they're supposed to. So I think what we're doing, at least uh, Mattingly's doing, he's pushing people. He's pushing them a little bit. And if he sees that ability, he's got a good eye for, for talent. If he sees that ability and he sees the guy sort of stagnant in one place, but he really believes in his mind that this guy can go uh, at another level higher up, He's not afraid to do that. So I, I believe what you said is true. I think that uh, we have some guys that we're moving now uh, up and down, uh, m- mostly up, especially if their skill set is higher 
than maybe they're playing at at the lower levels. I want to I want to give you one stat because you've you've articulated before the Jacob Degrom scenario conundrum about him just not being able to post up, and and here's a stat for you. So when you take Degrom's salary, thirty five million, and you take his innings pitch this year, which is forty three, remarkably low. He's eight hundred and thirteen thousand dollars per innings pitched. Take our work, take our workhorse Nola with one hundred and seventy-seven innings pitched, and take his salary of fifteen million, and he's eighty-four thousand per innings pitched with a four point eight WAR versus one point nine for Degrom. I'd say we're getting pretty good value out of Nola versus Degrom. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I, I agree. I, and you know what? I think I think Aaron Nola is very underrated. I know people say, "Oh, when he gets September, he, right. he tires out." This guy takes the ball, uh, and if you really want to look at his run support, uh, I, and I'm not saying every start, but there's a lot of starts he's going in the fifth, sixth inning with a score nothing to nothing right. or one to nothing. This guy is a horse. Uh, he's done a tremendous job. I think he reached 200 strikeouts his last uh, outing. Uh, he's been Mr. Consistency for us and since he's been here. Um, I love the kid. I love his work ethic. But uh, we're getting great value for what we signed him for. There's no question in Boy, my mind. We just and, should, you know, yeah. eventually we're, somebody's going to have to ante up here because he's he's posting up. He doesn't miss starts. Uh, he can take you deep in the ball game. Uh I, I really like the kid. He, I like his work ethic. And he's a big asset in the clubhouse, right, Bo? He's unbelievable in the clubhouse. He's a great kid. What do you great got? Kid. What do you got, Wiz? So I, I want to turn over to the offense for, for a second here. Look at last night's game, for example. It's naturally good to get a you know, get the series win versus Miami. But look at this last game. It's, it's a frustrating one for a couple of reasons. There are some po- you know some pros and cons, I guess, with it. You look at you know our two hitter, which was Hoskins last night, picks up picks up three hits. Boom, who who's been unbelievable, picks up two more hits, and then we no, we drop down a bit. Let's look at Stott. Stott is in the sixth hole last night. He's three for four with an RBI, having a tremendous second half. He's hitting three oh six with a three fifty five on base percentage in the second half. I then turn my attention back up towards our leadoff position, Schorber, who's zero for four last night with a strikeout. He's hitting two oh eight in the second half. I'm sorry, in the second half, he's hitting 218 with a 285 on base percentage, which is one of the worst on the team. I just got to ask, Bo, do you support Schwarber here in this leadoff position when there's guys that statistically just, just make so much sense there and how much Schwarber struggled this second half? Well, well, the only thing I can say about that is is Rob Thompson likes that uh, continuity. He likes guys coming to the park knowing when they're going to hit, uh, who they're hitting after, who's hitting before them. Uh, and we've been playing, with the exception of the West Coast trip, we've been playing pretty good baseball. And I think uh, in his mind that he wants to keep it, everything status quo. I agree. Everything you said, Scott's played unbelievable. Every young kid that we've called up, Sosa has been here, has done a great job. Nick Maton's done a great job. All those young guys have done a tremendous job for us. And I just think Tom's, you know, he sees the whole picture that we've been playing good. But except, with the exception of the West Coast trip, there's no question about that. We could have done better on that trip. But I think he wants to keep it right there. I, I, I could not disagree with you what you said. I, I can see Stott. If, if I'm just saying our roster stays the same, he could be a leadoff hitter next year. Yeah. I, but I just don't think that. I just don't think that Tom's wants to mess with the chemistry right now. And who's to say? Maybe tonight he might change it. But uh, I would personally, the way we're playing. Uh, I, you know, I, I agree that that Schwarber would be good down in the middle, but 
hey, we're having a lot of success with him, and I know him him and Harp right now are struggling a little bit, but they can just as easily come out of that little slump uh, and get hot as they've been going the other way. So I, I think uh, the, the team that's coming in playing us now, it might be a good remedy for guys getting out <laughs> of funks, if you want to call them. Yeah. Because I think that uh, we're ready to. We've been the, this last series. We've done it without Schwarber and Hart. Really, I mean, and I know Miami is not a good team as far as uh, as far as wins and losses. But they do have one thing. They do have. They have arms. They yeah, have they do. good pitchers, and they can put a lot of teams in a slump. So, and if you look at last night's game, we were lucky that we, you know everyone says well you were unlucky that you lost the game, but. Hey, let's face it, the center fielder drops a fly yeah, ball, up, yeah, a routine exactly. fly ball yep. that enabled us to get two runs. So, in all fairness, that could have very easily been a 4-3 to three game in favor of Marlins. But, uh, you know, as it turned out, uh, they came back, uh, I think up until then, they lost 10 in a row, and, and they put a W up. But, you know, as long as we keep taking series, winning two out of three, uh, we got a stretch coming up here. I know Washington is not what you call a great team. They, they're not even a good team right yeah, now, winning loss wide. But the, they're starting to play better. They're so six and four. starting to play better. I, yeah. 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 Yeah, but then coming up after that, we got seven games with the Braves and yep, two with yep. uh, Toronto. So that's nine games on the schedule that are going to be very important to us. And I think that if we just hold our own there, that we're going to be in good shape. We're six and six against that kid last night from the Marlins, Bo. That's a remarkable I I, I, stat, man. How's that happening? We're killing the kid. I mean, we're beating them up. It's well, well, no, we're I, I, two of those games. Uh, he had a stymied, and, and they took him out with yeah. men on base. And the reliever came in and gave up hits. So I mean, this guy's a great pitcher. Yeah, he's gonna he be is. A good, he's, a, he's gonna be around for a while, barring any injuries. But uh, Marnus has some good arms. They have some good. They arms. really do. Yeah, they just, just they don't seem. I know Madeline's a great coach. I love him, but it doesn't seem like he steals the one run deficit often enough for me like last night Bo, if you, i know you watch a game or heck what do you miss but if you go back last night to luke williams he's got a one strike count first and third hodgkins is back he's perfectly situated as a right-handed batter in the perfect count he gets a strike right down the middle for he could he could have a sacrifice bond suicide or everyone's safety safety squeeze pulls the yep. bat back you know in that situation he's batting 180 why would right. you offer to pitch 93 miles an hour right down Broadway center cut? It's a perfect pitch for him to put down the first base line that runs yep. scores. You can't defend that play, right, Bo? You know, it might have been the, the safety squeeze might have been on, and he might have pulled a bat back. And what's cool about so. that is you guys talk about that upstairs the second it happens, right? You guys will say like maybe the safety, maybe he missed it. I thought it was gonna. I thought there was gonna be a safety. Yeah, squeeze. me too. I really did. Yeah, and I watched him so. come back in the dugout to see if Manley would say anything oh, Don, right there. Yeah, Donnie. Donnie doesn't really no. try to. No. He won't show up his he players. He won't show up his players, right? If, if yeah. somebody missed a point or something or missed a sign, he'll let them know behind closed doors. Closed doors, yeah. right. You know, that team's had 56. Last night's another one. 56 yeah. one-run games. One-run games. Know. And they've lost a lot of them. So uh, they've been in a lot of games. There's no question about it. And, you know, I look at the schedule right now, and we've got to go down there, and we're going to get this Alcantara and the kid pitching tonight. <laughs> So there's two more good pitchers we're going to have to face before that uh, before that 
uh, those games with Atlanta and Toronto. So that, we're, we're, our bats got to get going here. How about our local kid that was a part of that trade, uh, Zach Gallon, went to Houston? Is that amazing what he's doing? He's, he's, he's throwing unbelievable. Man. I mean, I was out, I went on the trip, and uh, uh, he's got great stuff. I mean, he's got command of every pitch. He throws strikes. He knows when to elevate. He doesn't pitch up in the zone consistently. Everything's down, down, down. Then when he goes up, everybody's eyes light up, and they can't catch up to it. Can't he's, catch up. He's okay. having a great year. I tell you what, that team is – I look at that team right now, and, and they got some good young players. Boy, don't they, Bo? They don't they? And, uh, oh, they, 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 they have speed and everything. How does that one little guy that just came up I'm, – I'm Very good. Things. How does he have power? He looks like he's Chad size. I mean, he looks he uses, so – I tell you what. He uses his legs really yeah. good when he gets. Yeah, man. They got like three center fielders yep. playing the yep. outfield. So. Yeah, they're loaded. They got so a good team. We have one more question for you. We'll let you go. Know you're busy. Coach okay. Al, go ahead, buddy. Bo, I just wanted to comment when you mentioned that Abel and Painter, uh, within the last week, McGarry, they were, he skipped and they brought him right up to double A, right. then to triple A. He got beat up a little bit last night up in Reading, but yeah. it seems like they might want to bring him up before Painter or Abel. Is well, that because you know, of an age there's, factor? Or? There's, there's talk about, especially in the bullpen, you know, obviously uh, uh, I think he was overthrowing the other night in AAA. Uh, you know, his command at times can get away from him. He's got a tremendous arm. And I guess if something happens down that bullpen or somebody's not performing the way they think they should, then I'm sure that there was, there's ideas of him maybe coming up and, uh, and pitching out of the bullpen. Eflin is another guy that I think is uh, is he's going to go on a rehab tonight, I think. So if he comes out of that clean, there's another guy you can put down there, pitch him two innings out of the bullpen. Then after that, give him a couple of days rest and throw him out there again. But his stuff looked really good on his sides that he was throwing. He had no no problems with his knee or anything. So that's another thing that uh, is going to be an asset if we can get him back here and pitch out of the bullpen. Uh, you get Eflin back and then Sir Anthony and then they're a little so, bit... Yeah, tough. Sir Anthony's yeah. going to be huge. No question. Yep, and we do know in playoffs anything really can happen. The Braves proves that. I mean, that's happened a lot of times. So a lot of optimism. It's great to be in this stretch in September with the meaningful games. And, Bo, we love having you on. Uh, you're a beacon oh. of information, and thank you so much. I know you're very, very busy. I have one last comment. All you have to do is say true or false. My okay. wife, Marion, says, my texting habits, I text too long. True or false, Bob? <laughs> that's a joke. No, that's false. Yeah, I, like hearing te- I, get, I like getting texts during the game. You know, it, you know, it means you're into the game and you're right. watching it. and uh just another set of eyes, really. Uh, you just made my day, buddy. Thank you so much. You're very kind, man. Be good. Thanks, right, Bo. See you, Bo. Okay. <laughs> that's <Bye-bye. right. laughs> that's a that's a corporate correct. He is. He's got the right answer. <laughs> He's he wants to say. <laughs> if you ever looked at the lineage of back and forth, yep, okay. But uh, we do text baseball, and it's always nice. He responds most of the time. Uh, and uh, you know sometimes not, but it's it's just fun to have an exchange. Well, I think I know the English language pretty well. Sometimes you throw it a text, and you just did a half an hour ago. Might even before we went on some word, I said I have no idea what that was. What was that word? <laughs> I don't know. I never heard it before. Yeah, but, you're, it but you're in a bit of a slump right now because two for seven last week. I'm like, can you? Do you want to do a little stump the stage? Or <laughs> All right, Jim, <laughs> edit that out, Jim. Thank you. All right. So what's up, uh, Wiz Kid? Uh, that was great. It, that was. Always refreshing. 
uh, and he takes candor pretty well. What do you think, Chad? I mean, we, we, we can hit him pretty hard. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Um, I mean, we all have our own opinions on the team. Um, I, I personally think we're losing games with with having Stott in the six hole at the instead of the top of the lineup. Um, I, I I'm cool with the whole status quo thing, but not when I believe there's better value there. And I, I look at it as if Stott's going to be hitting three ten right now in the second half, he's not going to go over four last night like Schwarber probably did. Hoskins picks up two hits. Uh, Bone behind him picks up two, three hits. And then maybe Harper's on 0 for 4 if you've got an extra guy on base right there. And next thing you know, we win, we win, we win the game. Uh, I, I just don't think the Shorebra at the top of the lineup status quo thing when he's hitting, when it's on base percentage under 300 makes any sense. I, I just can't you gotta, I don't get You've got to have Stott and Bohm up there higher it's, because it's, they're more consistent than the people you've got ahead it, of them. It must be DNA because I couldn't agree with uh, Chad Moore. Uh, I've always been a, a firm believer of proper lineup construction. I got on Dusty Baker when he used to bat Harper fifth. It made no sense whatsoever. I was very, very uh, adamant about that. I, I think it's totally wrong that they have him in the leader spot, but we've been consistent on this show saying that all year long. Now you look at the stats you know, in, in the stretch drive here in September, and his ninth inning batting average, which – who are you facing in the ninth inning? Well, you're, you could be facing uh, a, a really good pitcher, a closer, whatever, but better pitching. And I think right now it's 089. I mean, runners in scoring position, late and close and, and trailing by one and all that stuff, 160, two strikes. Now, baseball in and of itself with two strikes is 181. So you kind of benchmark it accordingly. But he's below that. I mean, just there's nothing – about him that's a really a winning player and when you look at the teams that boa mentioned arizona i studied their model and what you're seeing now uh, guys are the teams that are going for the high energy all-around players they can play defense they got arms they can steal a base you, you look at this harrison grissom i didn't want to make make ruin boa's morning with the stats but check this out Harris is 310, 352, 533, 884, 142 OPS plus in 350 plate appearances, 16 stolen bases, all right? Vaughn Grissom, who came up later, 21, both 21, 26 games, 100 plate appearances, 347, 398, 558, 956, 162 plus. Then you got Strider, the pitcher. Uh, but when you take a look at what those guys are doing in September, granted, we're not that far in, Grissom, 476, 542, 857, 1.399, 1.4. Harris, 46, This is ridiculous. These two guys at 21 years old, five-tool players, are doing something collectively because they bat in front of each other that no other team I could find in the history of baseball Four brand new players, first you know rookies, and the rest of the lineup's great. That's why their overall numbers are up compared to the World Series winner. I mean, up by a lot, and they haven't really played enough to boost those numbers. Now, are they going to hit three forty seven? No, so they have to come down a little bit. Obviously, they're not going to have a career at three. You know, they're not Rod Carew, maybe they may be right, but 
when you take those players and add it to the rest of the lineup, Albies is still out. He comes back, 100 RBI guy, 30 home runs, okay? Granted, he was struggling in 22, but his career numbers are really good. Again, speed, defense. If they sign a marquee free agent, we're not talking Serger DeGrom, but if they go after Judge, there's, there's a lot of free agent players. Or Trey Turner. Turner, Turner yeah. on the Braves. Goodbye, Swanson. Hello, Turner. And everybody wondered why they didn't sign Freeman. And we predicted because of the players coming up, they'll, they'll make up for the run production. Well, here we are. They're, all their numbers are up in 22 versus 21. Offensive slash. So we must have been right when we said the Braves will do better without Freeman. Looks like we crushed that comment, right? Well, if they had a, a marquee free agent to that lineup, they become like a, a six-run offense, which has happened like once in baseball history. They look that good, but their pitching doesn't look much worse, Coach. It's, it's amazing, and usually it doesn't work out with Olsen and Freeman. They're both having great years, but wouldn't it be nice where you have such a great farm system where you can just reload and bring up the two yeah, kids you yeah. mentioned and you don't lose a step? And it's just and, and the Phillies, you could compare a little bit. You're talking about all around players. Hypothetically, you probably have four DHs on that team. You have Schwarber, you have Castellanos, you have Hoskins. Hoskins and, stone cold and with, DHs. And with the injury with Harper, you've got actually four DHs and, on, on a real good team. And can we agree that Baum hasn't established himself yet defensively, although he's improved in the second half? Or is he more DHville right now or more great third baseman defensively? No, I think he might be great first baseman somewhere yeah, in the yeah, exactly. next year or two. Exactly. So Hoskins has to go in the offseason and trade, right? You have to. And I like Hoskins offensively with his 840 career OPS, but he, he goes for these cold streaks. I know a lot of players do. But you talk about streaks and the guy we're picking on all season, Schwarber, is he in that lineup? Because his OPS is horrible. So tell me why he's in that lineup to get his 39th. Is that what it is, 39? I, I think for his next home run, and he keeps swinging for it on every at-bat. I, I think his lift is for the home run. He only has a handful of doubles. There, there, yeah. there's, a disillusion, there's a disillusion looking at Schwarber's home run total and, and his overall performance. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, I mean, the reality is the Dean Schwarber by. is just not, not a great baseball player um he's just not and but it's hard to convince people of that it is um angelo cataldi on the way in said uh, talked about him not hustling and was very critical of that and, and you know very fairly so but then says you know he's he's a, a like a fantastic player or something along those lines backing it up at the end of the day he he can't field the ball he can't hit for average he can't walk doesn't get on base he hits a lot of home runs but not, he's not put in the position to drive in runs, though, with that and have a 100-RBI season like, like he should. Um, and, and the frustration part is people think he's great because you see he's one of the, the league leaders in, in home runs. But it's, um, it's really not, not the story. It's just one little, little chapter in, in, in the Kyle Schorber book, and every other thing is not, not good. Yeah, so, you know, just to... Stretch that point a little bit. So, so what Chad is saying for those of you, and there are a lot of you interested in the stats, Schwarber's total gain. You take. Am I saying his name better? Uh, Schwarber. Yes, you are. You've yeah. come a long way with that. <laughs> Thanks. It's 
very nice of you to be kind to me after last week. Oh, did I get beat up on that? Oh, everybody, what were you doing? The poor coach. They oh, felt bad him. for the yeah. old elderly yeah. sage. Anybody out there that thinks we're not genuine, look at the tapes from last week where you know we're at least genuine with the numbers because otherwise Al would have been seven for seven. But back to Schwarber. Uh, the uh, war uh, doesn't lie. It's never lied. I didn't trust war 10 years ago. My buddy Pete said, you got to get in there. You're not letting it. And he's, he was 100% right. Does it miss much? I haven't found what it misses. It's got base running in war. It's got defensive course, D-war, O-war. It, it's, it's got hit and cuts. It's got plate appearances. It's, it's got everything in war. And the baseball, let's call them the baseball gods of war, they're giving Schwarber a uh, one, one, one point three this year. One point three, ladies and gentlemen. In terms of the stinks, well, hold on. The, the rankings, just to, the the rankings of war. If you're Jimmy left, I gotta laugh out of Jimmy. <laughs> I don't believe I got done. Make Jimmy laugh. If you're in a zero to two, that's considered a substitute player, right? If you're a two plus, you're a starter. If right. you're a five plus, you're, you're an all star. Right. If you're an eight plus, you're MVP. You're That's where Trout. Aaron Judge is at this right. year. He's in the eight plus. Otani's up there too. Thank you for that. Um, We've never clarified the, the WAR thresholds. Yeah. Thank you. Now I, you can't take WAR on like as the only thing and Be say, off. yeah. Right. At the end, end of the off. at the end of the day, Schwarber does have 36 home runs. I'm sure 99 percent of teams are going to start that guy just on that stat alone. I don't have a problem with him starting, but you just got to put him in the right spot. You exactly. got to put give the guy a chance to succeed. Like it feels like we're measuring Schwarber's abilities, but you're not putting him in the spot where he excels. And why put him in the in the four hole, the five hole? It's kind of hard to put him in the four hole, I guess, with JT as, as as good as he's been the second half and Harper back. Put him in the five hole then, because you have you have a stud top of your lineup. You, then you, if you have you Bohm, can. Oh, sorry, not Bohm. If you have Stott leading off, hitting three ten in the second sure. half, you have Bohm up there, who's been the most reliable probably hitter. You know Harper's going to hit because right? he's yes. been healthy. And, and Harper three is an absolute lock. There's no one better in baseball probably in the three hole in Harper. Uh, and then and then you do JT with his unbelievable second half numbers and then you do Schwarber where he's going to you know hit 36 40 home runs a year he's going to get 100 RBIs there easy and because in doing he has that, so, so many great hitters in front of him all boats rise on an incoming tide Schwarber makes all players above him better Exactly. You don't want to have you, do, to you don't want to give up the home run. Exactly. You don't want to give up the home Are run. We the only and you know it's not going to happen. He's not going to strike out as much. He won't probably. strike out as much with runners because on base. there's runners on base and you have to pitch to the guy. What's missing? And man? Not only that, Shoot. late late in a game, now you're going to come up and it'll be left, right, left. And yeah. if we want to be brutally honest, this is why the Phillies aren't winning. It's more. why they're losing they a lot of better. low scoring run close games. Guy's doing good below him, and he's stinking not on base. And you don't have to know a lot of analytics or data. All you have to do is look at his on base, kids, if you're out there, and say, if the guys below him are getting hits, and his on base percentage is in the second half. 285. 285. 285. 28% of the time, he's on base while the other guys are getting two, three hits a game. Does that make sense, kids? No. Oh, but he'll hit an occasional home run, but that's all he does last night. And he really hasn't you know, been that left, consistent with left, home runs in the left, second half either. I think there's three or four guys that are going to pass him by the end of the year. There, there's so much irony behind it because people love to look at OPS. Yeah. But then they, they're blinded by the home run stat and only the home run stat. And go, oh, Schwarber's got 36 home runs. Well, his OPS in the second half is 708. Yeah. And Stotts is 813. Yeah. That's 100 points different. Yeah. Who cares if Schwarber may have a couple more home runs or not? Right. Stop hitting doubles. He's hitting singles. 
and decent, he's got some decent power all together. His OPS is higher. That's all that should that really should matter. And you know, I think year. Rob Thompson's losing a little bit of credibility with this too, because you know he really was the knight in shining armor, and all of a sudden there's been plays lately. And why did he do that, or why didn't he do that? It's start to come up. Hands are tied. Hands are tied. This is coming from the analytics department. This is you. You have beers tonight after the Phillies game with our coach, and after fourth beer, he's going to say, "You know what, coach? Good point. The, I'm being dictated to. That's not his doing." They're telling him the team has won with him in leadoff and how many pitches he uses, 4.5 pitches per bat, and all that's true. But here's the problem with 4.5 pitches per bat. What does that often get you to, Coach? Two strikes. Sure. What's his batting average of two strikes? Way down. Way less than my weight. <laughs> we, won't, we won't disclose that. So I guess we've beat up on, on Schwerber enough. But the, the, you're right the, on. The, the thing right on. you said, though, was, was, was very, very accurate, and, and really I don't think – that this is going to be picked up. You got to really hear it again. There, the Phillies are saying, "How many games have we won with him in the leadoff spot?" They're not asking though the right question. Changes, which is how many games have we lost? Right. Yeah. And you look at last night as an example. And yeah, Reese Hoskins should have made a play at first base. Oof. And yeah, there was a Brutal. ball dropped in center field that Schwarber hit, and uh, Eden hustle. But reg- I don't personally think he gets a second anyway. But you got to hustle. Um, I argue. They win the game with the right leadoff hitter last night when their two and three hitters get five hits five combined. Hits. Yeah, they do. They and do yeah, you never it. know yep. what's going to yep. happen, yep. but 0 for 4 with a strikeout doesn't exactly say I'm a valuable we asset. We played softball that game. with a very good uh, defensive first baseman, Mikey Banner, okay? Went to LaSalle, great, great college baseball player, good friend, great guy. Mike Banner is playing in the senior league. I saw him the other day at. 70 is Mike. I'm 68, 72, I guess, makes that play last night. Now, I'm dead serious. So, if there's a million dollars on this table and I can either get it or not, and I would certainly need a million dollars, I'm on the he makes the play line. How about you? You've seen yeah, Mike. I agree 100%. Mike makes that play. Yeah. Yeah, because Mike will take a step back, right? And it's, a, it's waist high. Why he start charging that ball on the low side hop? He could see it coming. You're like, what are you doing? And bambo. He was in like no man's land no man's to start that and play. And then doesn't put the glove down. Yeah. Glove never got within two feet yeah. of the ground. Is it time yeah. to rant, Jimmy? Are we all good? We closed up. Bam, coach. All right. My rant this week's going to be, and we discussed it a tiny bit, but just with Harper not running out of ball, and he usually, he has a, you know, the record that he runs everything out pretty well, but the left fielder happened to slip. And he had to bust his butt just to make a close play at second. And then Schwarber's thing, you mentioned that he might not have made second, but you don't know if he won 100% out of the box. And maybe you put pressure on a guy when he finally does drop the ball out there to come up and make the perfect throw. That's a terrible example. But when your stars are doing that, you can't get on a rookie or a younger player that, that might do it. I mean, like they did Rollins a few years back. Remember, he went through the same thing. But it's a bad example for kids watching it when you tell them, we want you to hustle every play, then you see the big stars that don't do it. Yeah, I'm going to do another rave. I think I'm five for five with raves here. But it's just nice to have a team in a September pennant drive for meaningful games. Uh, it's been 11 years or whatever. And I really love their chances because I, I don't respect Milwaukee at all. I'm not worried about the Phillies games with the Braves, although they're the new and improved Braves, so you can't rely on the Phillies' past record to date. But I, I think they'll do okay in those games. I think it's 
five and two, four and three, but I think they'll have enough of a pad and cushion there. Um, and we do know in postseason that if you get the Phillies rotation healthy, that anything really does happen, not can happen. We got history on our side here, so you have to be excited about that. Will the fans come back if they make the playoffs? In the in the, of course they won't play at home, right? The first series they'll be on the road, right? All three. Yep. If they survive that, fans will be back for that, right? Yes. No doubt about it. That's my rave. It's good to have a meaningful September. Go Phillies. There are weak spots, no doubt. Get I think by the playoffs. Schwarber will not be batting leadoff. I'm on record on this podcast saying that. What do you got, Wiz? You know, we kind of took. I was going to rant on defense. We kind of took it at the at the end there. Um, I mean, I'll maybe just add, add a few more for more comments, perhaps. But I think we will get defense all all around the big leagues. You just have to ask yourself: Have these guys really just stopped working over overall overall out there to make themselves better? Because defense is, isn't something that should fluctuate as much as it does. There shouldn't be like it shouldn't be getting worse by the year. It, it, especially, it just doesn't really make sense. So that's kind of my rant. Not really a great one there. But I was gonna rant on the Phillies defense a little more. We already hit on it. I feel bad for Hoskins because I like Ooh, him a lot. Yeah, he's a great guy. Like he, he, you never hear any issues with him. He just he's not very good defensively, and so you do feel bad for you know I don't know what's going wrong with him there with that play last night. I mean that's routine ground ball. But, it um, was so bad I couldn't happens, ask Bell about it. I skipped yeah. it. I had all my my paperwork, and I really couldn't because he might have said, "How about that great play he made yeah. the night before?" He, he would have. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. I knew it was coming, Coach. I mean, they're gonna you, say, "God, you're on fire today." Like I, I assume the coaches are just gonna defend it and say he's working at it in practice, and yeah. we don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. But he can't be working hard enough because you can't. Like you got to remember, these guys are professional athletes. They're the most athletic people in the world. If they work on something, they get better at it. Especially made, defensively, which is kind of just you and the ball. You're not really worried about you know a curveball coming in at you or anything like a pitcher to deal with. Just a footnote: defensive metrics aside, or offensive, defensively, he is having a better year than the last two at first base. Hoskins, that's, the, that's good. The numbers support that. How do they get a hold of us, Wiz? As always, our website, speakingofsportspod.com. Also, get us on Twitter at the Speaking of Sports Podcast. Send us an email. Speaking of sports pod at gmail.com. And um, you know, make sure you follow the show, subscribe to it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, or you check us out on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, wherever you watch the show, hope you're enjoying it. And just make sure to follow and um, check us out every week. I want to do a shout out to Doug. Uh, very nice uh, text uh, last week. He is a alpaca. Paca. Alpaca. Farmer. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, I can't wait to meet. Do you call it his herd? Do you call it the herd? His first I, I cousin to, to, no, to a wanna, llama, no, not the Dalai Lama. I, I'm hooked. I went into the website. <laughs> I want to see these alpa and llamas. Okay, I have a thing with them. So we're gonna. We're, <laughs> well, we're, no, that's that's we're entirely really, different show. We need right for that. Uh, and it's definitely <laughs> true that 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 my dad is hooked because the next day I got a text with to me and my my fiance Emily. We're getting married in November. <laughs> With alpacas, alpacas <laughs> coming down the wedding aisle, and, then, oh, and was I like, "Hey, it. look at this idea!" And, and we were like, "This is hilarious!" Spinning <laughs> out the ring. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Wiz did catch on to? I wanted a llama to my left and an alpaca to my right, so I could walk down the aisle, one hand on each. I had it all figured out. I saw how high they were. It all so makes yeah, sense. I'm about. sure. I'm sure the church will love that. Those, yeah, those babies Father walking down, down the aisle. Well, let me just end with this, folks. Yeah. I'm a big tennis guy, and I would watch a lot of tennis yeah, this week. Fair. If you get a chance this weekend 
root for this young man, Francis Tiafo. He's from his parents come over from Sierra Leone in the nineties. He's an American. He's gone further than anybody in many years and so forth. And you will see first class tennis. These guys hit the their server at hundred and thirty eight wow. miles an hour and just their ground strokes are over a hundred miles an hour. It's uh it's a lot more of a sport than some people think. In that little box and they're curving this stuff, it looks like you could not return it if you wanted to. Uh, 609 is my number. Keep the Texas coming. I'm having a blast with you, some of you ardent followers. 609, what the heck's my number? 829. Thank you, Coach. Oh, man, I'm never going to live this week. You guys have no idea. Paybacks are hell. You have no idea what's going on out there in Twitter land. By the way, if you love us and you're watching us on Facebook or Twitter, would you do us a personal favor? And go to the podcast and download the show or subscribe. That's where our numbers need help. The other numbers are 5,000. We're going through the roof. But we, we need some podcast uh, subscriber. Uh, is that it? Okay. That's close enough. Yeah. Great weekend, Jimmy. As always, my man, you're the best. Enjoy this beautiful weather. God Thanks, everybody. America. Have a great day. Have a blast.